We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Off looks, off throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone and getting in for the touchdown. Detroit Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw. Wentz looks, looks, pressure comes. Wentz hit, sack, back inside the 20. Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 336 on the Blue White Network. I am your host, Tyler, still recovering from an electric atmosphere on Sunday, but joining my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Harp here. What's up, boys? Man, I'm doing great, Tyler. I'm like on top of like the world, like no one can like, talk shit. You know, like, you know, you feel like you're on top of the world, no one can tell you anything, like you're, you're vibing. You're chilling. My Lions just won for the first time in 32 years. I experienced that with my boys, Tyler and Malcolm. We had like a moment when they won. It was a pretty cool moment between all three of us. Um, it was a dope experience. I'm happy I got to experience it with you guys because we've been through a lot together. 100%. Malcolm, what's up, man? Woo! What is going on, man? Yo, I'm happy. Yo, I'm, I'm glad, man. First of all, I got my voice back. That, that, that's, that's, that's something to be good. Happy about it in the first place. You get your voice back. I, I, I sound terrible. Um, these last couple of days, but man, I'm hyped, man. The Lions get their first playoff win, man. Is the whole atmosphere in Detroit just being there? It was it was a whole different experience, man. I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited, man. Yeah, man. I mean, Pierre hit it right in the nail, dude. Like it was, like I don't want to say a cry, but like it was emotional, dude. Like you know, like you, you've been waiting for this moment your whole life. Um, you know, I always said since I was younger, like when the Lions get that home playoff game, I want to be in the building and like to finally see it all come in reality and like seeing it all play out how you kind of always imagined it to always play out like you you really can't ask for a better story man like you really can't um it was an amazing feeling like we've seen the Lions in the playoffs before it's been a while but we've seen them in the playoffs before but to get that home playoff game to win that game like it wasn't just good for me Pierre and Malcolm like it was good for the city of Detroit. It felt like everyone around you was family member you guys knew for like your whole life. You're giving high fives. You're giving hugs to everyone. It legitimately felt like a big family. Everyone at Ford Field and in downtown on Sunday. I mean, I think Tyler saw this. Some guy tried to grab my face and kiss me. I was like, back off. Yeah, that's was a different Tyler? story. One of you guys, I don't know who saw that. One of you guys saw that. Hey, yo. That's a different I'm story. Like, yo, like, what? back off, bro. I literally told him his boy came up to me. He's like, sorry, he's drunk. I was like, yeah, tell him to chill. <laughs> There's 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 family barriers, guys. We don't kiss in the family. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't. You could hug, you can hug, high, high five, fives, you go yeah. nuts, whatever. But don't don't kiss, bro. That's, yeah, that's know, weird. You know, major pause. What the? Was that, pause. Was that was that was that a bookies? No, this is no, at the game. This is after we won. Oh, this is oh man. Never mind. Tyler, I think Tyler saw it. Did yeah, you see you, it? You told me it instantly. And I'm like, yeah, and then I'm like, oh, I think I like caught it from like the corner of my eye, but and then his boy like apologize and his boy like cussed him out too I yeah mean, well the discard that one fan whatever everyone yeah. else was amazing dude everyone exactly else was amazing. yeah you know it felt like a big family and it was it was just a great moment and downtown detroit everything in the stadium an amazing amazing vibe from once we enter the stadium 
till the very end, man. It's like you didn't want to leave, dude. You didn't want to leave. It was an amazing feeling. The city was buzzing, dude. It was, it was so sweet, dude. And the great thing about this, like, we're still playing. Like, well, there's still another game, and it's in downtown Detroit. The freaking Cowboys lost to give the Detroit Lions another home game. I mean, they didn't lose because of that, but like, they suck. Screw the Cowboys. That's karma. The Detroit Lions are hosting another home playoff game, and it's just freaking electric, man. And I know the Detroit fans are going to bring the energy again next Sunday. I can't wait, man. Yeah, look, look, look how the stars align. Look at that. So we get screwed out of this, that second seed, and it, we get the second home, we get the second home playoff game. You're basically anyway. the second seed right now, yeah. Exactly. Out, you're like the second seed now. Exactly. Look, look how the stars align, man. Look at Carmel, man. That that was great. <laughs> That's actually really – really Maybe funny. that was the script. But let's have let's have the Lions play the Rams, okay, yeah. and then let's have another home game for the Lions and fuck the Cowboys. All yeah. right, maybe, let's maybe, do it. maybe that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, hey, at the end of the day, that's all that matters is the playoff wins. I mean, the Cowboys got their nice, cute regular season win versus us. All that matters is the playoffs. Now, I mean, Peter's right. You're basically now the second seed, and I, I said it. The difference of being a two and three seed was significant because getting the second home playoff game, Detroit is a true home playoff atmosphere. Like. There's a true advantage of having a home playoff game in Detroit. Watch the second half versus the, the Rams. The Rams had to burn two timeouts because they were going to have to delay games because mm-hmm. they couldn't hear. And those ended up being huge because Lions only need to get one first down at the end of the, at the, end of that fourth quarter drive, or two first downs, right? Instead of getting three. Like Detroit is a true home field advantage. And that's everything and more you could ask for what you got on Sunday versus the Rams, dude. It, it was freaking amazing, man. I loved every single part of it. I mean, we didn't really sit down, bro. Like, we sat down maybe on commercial breaks, but for the most part during the game, everyone was saying we didn't on sit free down. On the free the whole game, yeah. If we you were sitting, you're not seeing. Play. Yeah, yeah not if see- you were sitting down, you couldn't see shit. You're not seeing. You know, you're not seeing. It felt like, I would say, the closest thing to ever whoever's been to a college football game, like a Michigan game or something like that, or, or MSU or something like that. That's what the closest thing it felt like. It felt like you were in a student section, but the whole stadium was like that. Everyone was on their feet the whole entire game and getting loud, quiet on offense. The Jared Goff chances seemed like every commercial break. I mean, it, it, it was a good time, man. Good time. And we did that swag. Uh, this, we did the swag serve dance. We did the oh, soldier boy dance. That was sweet, we, we had the, Malcolm showed off his dance moves. <laughs> I don't know, Tyler. I don't know, Tyler has some dance moves. Shoot. Yeah, man. We had a good time, man. That 12th, that 12th man really – made a difference um that game 100 percent, man that was a crazy one one probably one of the craziest atmospheres i've I've been to in any any sporting events that was it was it was it was was worth every penny i'll say that it was worth every penny and i have no complaints i'm 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 just i'm glad i was able to witness that 100 percent. yeah i'm with you it was the best i wouldn't even say sport event just the best like event concert whatever like best entertainment i've ever been to in my life i called it a top five day of my life yeah. I think I think it's up there for me. I'm not gonna lie. Like it, it was like it was like it was. It's a top five day of my life. Like that I've <laughs> I've lived on this earth. It's a top five day of my life, man. Like I think it was a top five day for me too. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I've never experienced like so much joy in one room with sixty thousand like in one building with sixty thousand people. Yeah, all going nuts. I mean, we saw people crying, dude. We saw like. Yeah. It was it emotional, was, man. I, I almost cried. Cool. I yeah. almost. We cried. didn't cry, but like we were like. You felt it. We felt it like we were like, first of all, we sounded like five-year-olds. Our voice were squeaking and stuff. <laughs> we all are like, let's go. Whatever. We all sounded like Kurt Cousins when he when he had that voice. Yeah, crack. yeah, yeah. Oh, it was shit. bad. Don't, don't, we sounded don't, like fifty-year-old smoker too, whatever you want to call don't, it. Don't 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 but, get me started on that, man. Because I ran to one of the players at the goddamn airport and I couldn't even fucking talk. It's fucking <laughs> embarrassing. It was embarrassing. I mean, he probably thought. I mean, he he, I mean, he probably put two and two together like, oh yeah, this motherfucker's at the game. And he lost his voice, but yeah. Yeah, man. I couldn't say shit. Speaking of players, dude, I thought it was very sweet for all the Lions alumni, like the former players showing up to that game, man. There was so many former players of that game, and they showed up, man. Like the Golden Tate, Glover Quinn, Stephen Tolick, Carrion was there. Uh, DeAndre Levy was freaking there. I haven't seen DeAndre Levy. Yeah, I haven't seen DeAndre Levy since he's played. Levy lives in the city. I didn't know that until I found out. I just found that out recently. I didn't know that, honestly. I didn't know that either. But, um, like, that's just a couple of them, man. They're, Megatron, Barry, like, all those guys were freaking there to watch that. And it, it was it was awesome, dude. It was this, awesome. this game, I'm telling you, this game meant a lot. It was for it was for the current players right now. It was for the city. But this is also for the, all those Lion players that played for us back in the day that just couldn't get – they couldn't get nowhere. 
Right. The, the team that just that, that, that seemed hopeless, those, those teams, this was for them as well, man, because they've been through it. They, they've been, they've seen it, and they know everything about this situation. So seeing them being to, to be able to be a part of it, it, it was special, man. For sure. Yeah, this was like for everyone, for the city that was a part of the team in the past and the present. Um, it was it was special, man. It really was. Like yeah. I can't describe it. The feeling you can't describe it. You just, I mean, you guys know. Even those that watched on TV, you can't describe this feeling because we've never felt it. Yeah, something different. I mean, some people thought they would never see it. You know. Hopefully, yeah. we get used to this. Yeah. Oh, there's a guy that unless you unless you're watching the unless you went back and watch a game, you wouldn't know. But there's a guy, a season ticket holder since 19. I think he said six years, a season ticket holder. And he's still there. <laughs> that man witnessed the, the first Lions championship. He witnessed that. You've seen that meme where it says it's been 84 years and it's that old lady. Yeah. yeah bro. <laughs> it's that guy. That guy was there. He was there. And then he they said he'd been seen ticket holder this whole fucking time. Which I don't know how he did it, but he, he did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was at the game. So that, that was awesome, man. That's and dope, man. That's these, really awesome. these fans have stuck it out. I mean, we're part of it. Like we we've been here from the beginning, but like there's some people that have been here like from the really beginning, like the older mm-hmm. ones. So I'm I'm happy for them as well, and just happy for everyone that got to experience that. Whether you've been a fan for just this year or whether you've been a fan for 100 years, whatever it is, like you got to enjoy that moment on Sunday, and you can't really ask for anything more. Yeah, man. I'm just yeah. It's, oh, go ahead. it's also good economically too. They said after this week's game, Detroit is going to make about 20 million in revenue. So I'm it's so, good for the economy of Detroit too. So, oh, really? so have so happy they got a second home game too because the city deserves it. Wow, man! So yeah. so because of the, the them having another home game, that's why everyone you, know, you get business everywhere. It's not even just Ford bars, Field, like, you know, bars, yeah. all the local shops, hotels. People stay at the hotels. They fly in, you know. Um, yeah, they got me. They got they got me last week. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. You had a, we had a good time. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, of course. I just thought it was it was worth it. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not complaining about what I spent, but uh, I'm just saying, that <laughs> as far as financially wise, they got me last week. I mean. Yeah. Speaking of the bars, before we get into this game, oh my god, that was amazing watching the Cowboys just get shit on and the whole bar just going crazy. And yeah. I got a fuck Dallas chance going there. Oh, amazing! Do I love Here that? we go. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I can't do. It. I can't do it. My throat's hurting too much. <laughs> so we're not doing the Here we go, go chance. Yeah. But, they're uh, one, two, three, Cancun. That's where they are right now. Yeah, yeah they're, they're fighting with uh, Jalen Hurts. The I heard about that with the tube <laughs> in the beach spot. Oh, that was so <laughs> funny. That meme. we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, let's get into this game now. Let's just start off with the Lions offense. I mean, what a freaking start by this Lions offense in this game, man. Back to back to back touchdowns. It stalled out a little bit afterwards, but. Would you, I'll start off with you, Peter. What would you see from this Lions offense in this game? and What, what kind of got them going early on? I think when they first started, um, like they were able to run it up the interior easily. And then off that, the play action came. And what Ben Johnson was doing, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but they have this lineman, I think it was number 97, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So they would get they would get a receiver to match up against him or a tight end. And when that would happen, they would attack him. Like Ben Johnson was really good at getting fair ball matchups in this game. He also had um, number fourteen. I don't know what the hell his name is, but every time fourteen was on Aminra, Aminra would cook him too. So they kept attacking a weakness until they stopped it, and then they'd attack him a different way. That's what I loved about it. They just kept attacking, attacking, attacking it till you don't going to use it. We're just going to keep attacking the same thing. Yeah. And obviously on the opposite side, the Rams did the same thing. Right. I would say for Lions offense, honestly, like they did have the stall out, only scoring three points second half. Like you got to do better than that. But the first half was amazing. And I want to give credit to not only Ben Johnson, but I want to give a lot of credit to Dan Campbell. I thought he called a hell of a game on Sunday. And I think you could even say he outcoached Sean McVay on Sunday, who is considered one of the smarter coaches in the NFL. I thought Dan Campbell was so good with his play calling. The fourth down, loved it. Thing the perfect aggression, not too aggressive, but perfect aggression. If you don't get it, you give the Rams bad field territory, or you go cash in for touchdown, and that's what they did. And they got Sam Laporte involved, and that place erupted. Laporte got that touchdown first of all because you know we didn't know if he was going to play or not, but when he got that touchdown, it erupted. And then you called it too. Yeah, I'm like, dude, 87, 87. Yeah, here I want to go back to the last drive. I'm in raw play. What do we both say on second down? We both said. You throw it to Amonra or Laporta and probably Amonra because he's healthy and he's been cooking all game. And you go to your money play, you end the game here. You don't run the ball. You end exactly. the game. Exactly. Everyone in that building probably thought they were going to run the ball with David Montgomery and let the Rams – or just burn 40 seconds. And then third down, you know, you maybe throw the ball and stop the clock or you just run it again and give the Rams the ball back. But me and Pierre literally said, no, no one's expecting a pass here on second down. Throw this ball and get this game over with. Get this first down. And let's kneel this ball and let's play it next week. Um, I thought it was the perfect aggression because nobody's expecting that. You run the ball, you get one yard. Yes, you kill 40 seconds, they're out of timeouts. Great. I would be scared shitless if Stafford had the ball with 40 seconds only needing a field goal because that's the situation I would have been. Stafford would have had 40 seconds if you get a three and out and he would have zero timeouts. But how many freaking times have we seen Matthew Stafford go down the field with less time with zero timeouts? and only needing a field goal. So I thought the aggression was perfect from Dan Campbell. I love how he called this game. The fourth down call was amazing. Going for it, uh, the pass on the second down, even risking it of having an incomplete pass stop the clock, I don't care. Love the aggression. It worked out perfectly for them. Big shout-out to the staff, man. This was their first game as a, you know, calling a playoff game and being coaches in that situation. They looked experienced in that moment. They looked experienced in that moment. They looked great. And – I got nothing more to say, man. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. And play Tyler, I, I would say this too. If you know Dan Campbell, like if you like pay attention to what he does, I had no doubt in my mind he was going to pass it. Like I knew he was going to pass it because at least on one of those downs, he's not a guy that's going to throw it and give you a chance. He wants to end the game. Like he's aggressive. We we know this by now. He's aggressive. He wanted to end that game. He ended that game. I'm sure. I, and LA thought they were going to run it for some reason. I don't know why, but. Um, Man, yeah. it was so nice to see, bro. When that happened, the place everyone knew the game was pretty much over. The place erupted. When Sang got that catch, man, that was that's what that's that's what we got. Malcolm, what's your thoughts on that? Did you like the aggressive play calling that that situation? 
Of course, man. And then you, you actually hit it in the head when you said that um, run your money play. And that was a play that, I mean, if you're not familiar, they ran a play several times. And not just this year, uh, even years in the past. That was a play that they used against the Minnesota Vikings to get our first win. Same exact play. Same exact play. Same formation. Same everything. Um, with Amaron St. Brown, um, when they when they scored that game winning touchdown to get our first victory, um, in the end zone, so they they went to a play that they were very familiar with, and um, to get that first down, and it worked, and yeah, I mean, yeah, as soon, like you said, when they when he caught that pass, I was just like, I was just shocked. He saw me with my hands on, I was like, oh shit, this is it. <laughs> they, 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 finally, they finally got over the hump. They 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 won. The Lions is about to win a goddamn playoff game. Like, is, is this real right now? I, I was in shocked. I was, I was I was almost in tears. Yeah. Again, I mean, there's some things to correct in this game. It wasn't all perfect. But, like, you expect that, man. It's a playoff game at the end of the day. Um, you know, they have a respectful defensive coordinator on their side of the ball, too. Raheem Morris is getting head coaching searches just like your guys as well. So they have a respectful guys there, too. They have talent. I mean, it, it was going to be a no-biter. We all knew this was going to be a no-biter. And I thought it was an appropriate – play call thought they played the game perfectly and you know it it, it, was, it was good to see man i i love the aggressive it was the perfect aggressive it wasn't stupid aggressive it's the perfect aggressive it wasn't knucklehead decision it was the perfect it was the perfect amount of aggressiveness and i loved out of dan campbell uh, yeah, this I think the the whole game plan w- was perfect. I think everybody executed at a high level. You know, you we talk about this whole offense. You got to start with the offensive line and how they were able to contain Aaron Donald in that that defensive line. They, they did a phenomenal job keeping golf clean. Um, he had a, he got hit a couple times. I think he had a couple sacks, but besides that, majority of the game, um, they let golf you know be able to do what he whatever he wanted to do. He was able to step into his throws, made a lot of ton of great throws. Jared Goff was. Pretty much on fire. This this almost this whole game. Besides that one idiotic pass that that he like he kind of threw behind him, and it was almost a fumble. Besides that, everything else was perfect from Jared Goff, and um, he was just playing at a high level. I, I think that's a really really good sign because I think his his play from from this wildcard game can can transfer over to the next game, and I think we can see another good performance from Jared Goff in next game, which is huge. Um. For his confidence and everything, so I, I I think offensively did a great job. But all the running the ball bounce, running the ball, um, the, everything was working, man. I think this is a really really hard offense to stop. You know, one thing I think that actually really made him more confident is now he knows the city's behind him, because there was Jared Goff chance. I mean, every commercial break it felt like. Yeah. Just try them warm ups. They basically told Stafford like Goff is our quarterback and we don't care about you. That 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 was the message. They boot the heck out of Stafford. Jared Goff came out. You hear Jared Goff, Jared Goff. Like, you heard those chants, right? Um, then during the game, when, like, they're about to go on offense, on commercial, TV commercials, Jared Goff, Jared Goff. Like, it was nonstop. And Jared Goff said he's never felt that ever before, that kind of, like, um, I guess, support. I forgot how he said it, but you get what I mean. Like, he's never felt that before. And I think right now his confidence is super high. I don't think right now anything could really kind of get in that way of that. So he's playing confident right now, man. I mean, 22 for 27, he was on fire. And it all starts up from up front. The offensive line was phenomenal. This game did a very good job with those Rams defensive linemen. But, like, everyone who's had questions about golf was this this what you kind of want to see out of him. Like, go win the big game, you know. And, and he's proved that countless times this year now. Like, it's he's winning the big game, and he's putting the team on his back. Not everything has to be on his back, but he's doing enough. He's doing his part, and that's all you could ask for out of your quarterback. And I thought it was very cool at the end of the game when Dan Campbell is addressing the team and said, hey, Jared Goff, you're good enough for Detroit. You might not be good enough for L.A., but you're good enough for Detroit. And that's all that matters at the day, man. And you could saw, like, he will never admit it, but you could tell this game meant a little more for him. He you know, said he- it actually um... – he admitted to it. I think it was after the game or before the game that he was um, there. He was holding back emotions during the week, like when he was talking to the media. Yeah. It, it, it meant a little more to him, obviously. I mean, as a competitor, Tyler, like if you think about it, any competitor you are, if a team gets rid of you, you yeah. want to show them that they fucked up, that they made a mistake, right? And you want to show the guy that asked out that didn't want to be here, you made a mistake not wanting to be here, right? So that that's what they did. Obviously, we didn't see this in the moment because we were at the game, but I went back, watched the fourth quarter. I, I recorded this on Twitter. They got a good amount of interaction. 
seeing Sean McVay's reaction after we got that first down, and he's like, what do we just do? What just happened? Jared Goff just beat us. Jared Goff just beat us in the playoffs. Like, that was one of my favorite moments of watching the TV broadcast is just seeing how lost Sean McVay looked. His face looked – he was lost, dude. He was like, what the hell just happened? It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, I mean, you you had Jared Goff. How, how, how many years he, did, he, did he have Jared Goff? How many years was it? Uh, five? Was it? Five, five years. So five, you, six years? Five you years. Worked with, you worked with a quarterback for five years. You should know. Wait, his what... first year, I'm sorry, his first year he was with um the other coach. Jeff Fisher. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Fisher. So I think it was four. four. Was it four? But regardless, four I don't years. Know. Good amount if, of time. If you're with that quarterback that long, you should know the ins and outs, their weaknesses, throws that makes them uncomfortable, and all that. You should know that quarterback inside and out. And no matter what he threw at golf, golf had answered for it. So I mean, this just shows the growth of golf. Golf is not the same quarterback. If this was if this was golf coming straight out from LA, I think McVay would have his number because McVay would know. All right, just get this 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 bothers golf. This makes him uncomfortable. X Y Z, you know. But everything he threw at golf, man, golf had an answer for it. Yeah, I mean, you saw it. I mean, again, completely different teams. But in 2021, when the Lions played the Rams right off with the trade, right? Like it was only a couple weeks. I think it was week eight or week nine, whatever it was. So it was only a month or two into the season, right? And the offense couldn't really get much going, you know? And and, they, and McVay knew what to do against Jared Goff. But that's that's right. Like, he has grown so much in these three years here that it even caught his former coach off guard. It's like, this guy has grown. This guy is a new version of himself. And he is playing the best football of his career right now. And he's had some good years in his career, especially in L.A. when he won the Super Bowl. Like, Jared Goff is playing very, very confident football right now. And, you can't ask anything more from your quarterback, man. The city's got the support now. It's not even, a, I don't think, a question anymore. Maybe there's a couple fans out there that still don't believe in him. But, like, I think it went from when he first got here from, like, 25 to 30%. It went up to probably 50 to 75%. I think we're damn near 90 to 99% now with the support that Jared Goff has from the city and people supporting him now. People like Jared Goff now. People support Jared Goff now. And he, he has that confidence, like Pierre said from the city now and he's playing more confident he has that swagger now i mean yeah, his, oh go ahead go ahead beer his teammates i mean like they love the guy too like you could tell um who was it uh i think it was aiden hutchinson or a couple other like on instagram like they all said stud or whatever king king of the north king of detroit whatever um so it's in la it wasn't always like that either um i read an article about it their his agent said like it was a couple days before the game the agent said they're expecting a contract extension this offseason and yeah. um so I think he got it now for sure i think i think he got it and i think he deserves it honestly and he put me and tyler wrong we were kind of low on him when he first got here 100%. and you told us to wait malcolm you were right you told us you got to be patient he does have no one and you know maybe we didn't really look at that and we should have but he proved us wrong and he proved you right and now we all love the guy, and he's our quarterback, and we're here to support him. Yeah, I, I think what it is, I think I think we're all able to accept golf. I think that's what it is. I mean, because I think if you're looking at golf and thinking that, oh, is he going to be a Josh Allen? Or is he going to be a Patrick Mahomes? Or is he going to be that type of quarterback? If you have those expectations, you're always going to be like, God, oh, this is not the guy. We need to fucking get a, another guy. Because you're, you're just thinking too too deep. Golf is golf, all right? Golf is a guy that, like I said, can win you games. And I've been saying this forever. Golf can win you games. As I said, that's during the bad times, the good times. I said, look, golf can win you games. And this, this is what he's showing you uh, because of his expectation. I mean, the expectation is what's getting you, get, getting those people off. But now everybody's accepting golf, and that's 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 the good part. Um, I think he deserves it. Definitely deserves it. I mean, he, he, he was able to do something that, you know, nobody in our lifetime, no quarterback in our lifetime was able to do. Um. Well, well, I'm gonna say our lifetime now because uh, I, I was able to. I was alive. Mine and Tyler's lifetime. Yeah, you're your entire lifetime. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, they're thirty years. They're thirty years. That's a long ass time before you can say, okay, last time we won the North, but last time we won a playoff game, last time we hosted a playoff game, and one is just he just he was able to do something that you know we haven't seen. So yeah, hundred percent. I think he deserves it. Man. I think uh, he he's shown that he he could he could win you games, and that's that's okay. Yeah, for sure. And then also. I want to make up one more thing. The offense. Josh Reynolds basically told the Rams, "You made a mistake too." Well, I mean, he, that guy he, had he, a he game. game. He he balled out. Um, 
earlier in the game, you could tell third down, it was Amonra and him, kind of Laporta maybe. They took Laporta snaps, not Laporta snaps, but took Laporta's target share, gave it to him, it seems like. And it worked out well. Uh, they couldn't cover him. They had trouble covering him. He was catching, he dropped one pass that was maybe not the best throw, but he could have caught it. Right. Um, other than that, he was great. Yeah, man. Man, she got a question, man. How do you think um, Stafford took everything? Like, uh, I mean, I, I know it. We, we could probably say, oh, he probably didn't care. But this guy's human. You know, he was our quarterback for 12 years. He comes to Detroit and he's hearing Jared Goff chants. Like, he, I know that part of him is probably like, damn. I nobody called nobody. I never, I never heard a Matt Stafford chant. <laughs> I never, I never heard a Matt Stafford chant before. Like, what in the hell is going on here? I mean, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm saying like, how, how how do you think Stafford felt about it? like the, the the whole how everybody's taking in golf and how do you how do you think Stafford feels about that? He's I, truthfully, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm so sick of the, I You guys know I love Stafford. I'm I'm sick of hearing the dude's name. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, all the 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 buzz and the the attention this guy's getting. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly sick of it, man. I don't care what Matthew Stafford thought of it. I hope he was hurt by it, honestly. Like, you're not the quarterback of the Detroit Lions anymore. He's not the quarterback of the Detroit Lions anymore. I hope we got in his head. That we did our job if he got if we got in his head. I don't know if it did or not. Um, I mean, just obviously seeing Stafford for so many years, he's not one of those guys to really get flustered with stuff like that. So, and he was good, man. Like, he played an amazing game, too. He gave the Rams a, a very good shot to win that game. Sure did. So I don't know if it really messed up his like his confidence of winning the game. I mean, he was he was perfectly fine on the field, but what he felt, I mean, I don't know. I, I think once the game starts, I truthfully don't think he really cared. I, I don't think it really even bothered him at all. I think he probably knew maybe not the Jerry Goff chance, but I think he knew he was the enemy. And he talked about it. He knew he was going to get booed and stuff. But after the game, he said, "I'm happy for the players." He didn't mention nothing about the city, right? He didn't. So I think he was a little bit hurt, maybe because after taking a loss. But I mean, dude, at least, you know, say you're happy for the city, the people. He just said he was happy for the players. And I'm, I'm going to give Stafford a little pushback on that. I was a little pissed off in the moment when he said that, too, because I'm like, dude, come on, man. We, we were behind your back. Just say you're happy for it. The, the literally the question was set up for you to say, I'm happy for the city. I, I know what they've gone through. That's all you have to say, really, or something along those lines. I'm going to give him a little pushback because, I mean, at the end of the day, those are right after the game. And he just took a heartbreak and lost, dude. He lost to the city. He's played for 12 years. I'm going to give him a week to clear his name. He's going to have another press conference probably soon. Someone's probably going to ask him another similar question to it. If he does it again, I'm going to be like, all right, Stafford, like, freak off. But, <laughs> you know, I'm going to give him a little pushback because it was instantly wow. right after the moment, man. It was instantly right after the moment. Hey, he great. was the enemy, man. He was not I, felt welcome, and he should not have been felt welcome. I, I love I love this energy because th- this was Tyler, Tyler admitted that this is, was his favorite player. He is still my favorite player. Nice. But I'm a, I'm a fan of the Detroit Lions over any player. Like I, the, the Detroit Lions are over here. Yeah, I know you guys can't see this, but like just imagine the roof. Any play, any of my favorite players over here, like the Lions are always going to have a lot more of my support than any player in the league. I don't watch football for players. I mean, for other teams, yeah, but I don't watch the Lions for individual players. I watch the Lions for the Detroit Lions. Now, you'll, you'll get attached to some players, obviously, because that's just human nature. But, like, I, I think you would feel the same way, even if you, you got in because Barry Sanders, if Barry Sanders left the Lions and was a similar situation, I think you still ride with the Lions. Barry Sanders said that he would rather retire than to join another team. Yeah, I'm saying if that situation were to happen, or <laughs> the same situation you would be rolling for the Lions. Like, you love the player. He might have got you into the team, and that's what happened with me with Stafford. At the end of the day, though, he's not a Lion. And when he's done, yeah, we're going to remember him as a Lion. Like, he's going to always be welcome back. But in that moment, he's not a Lion. It is what it is, man. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I I have no hatred towards Stafford at all. Um, yeah, I got nothing against the guy. Yeah. I mean, it was a good game. Um, really? Yeah, I think he played his ass off, like you said. Um, yeah. he did. And actually, after the game, he did actually told, um, golf. He said, "Go fucking win it all, bro." Yeah. So, so I, I, I think at the end of the day, I think they're gonna have our support. They're gonna. Uh, Right now, I think they're gonna. I mean, don't have nobody else to cheer for. They, I think they're gonna be cheering for the Lions, um, going forward. 
Yeah, I mean, if he is or isn't, like it, it, it doesn't affect me, guys. Like that, that shouldn't affect anything. Like the Stafford, that who cares? Who cares what he, what he has to say? So it, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm gonna be honest. I don't give a fuck if we get into an opponent's head. I don't give a fuck if we piss him off. We moved on, and they're in Cancun or doing whatever the hell they're doing. Like we got a game to prepare for, and they got a vacation to plan. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't care. I really don't care. Um. But it's the it's Bucks time. It's like get ready to play the Bucks. You could go to Cancun, do whatever the hell you want, go back to Atlanta. I don't whatever you want to do. I, I don't care, Malcolm. Like it's this is our time. Forget Stafford. This is us. It's about Detroit. He wasn't part of it. Maybe that hurt him. He couldn't bring it here, but who cares? He wasn't part of it. The Lions were, the fans were, and he could have a good like whatever offseason. Yeah. And I'm I'm always gonna respect the guy. Like he's always gonna be my guy, but For sure. He's like he's not he's not a part of this. He's not his team anymore. So I'm I'm with these guys. Jared is my quarterback right now. I'm with these guys in the locker room right now. Though everyone, Dan Campbell, everyone in that locker room. I'm with those guys right now. Stafford's the pass. That's what he is right now. He's the pass. He's the ex girlfriend. Yeah. Happy is. for happy for you. <laughs> happy for your success, but you know what? It's my turn to have some success. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna block. I'm gonna block the number now, though. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, one last question before we jump into the defense, man. I know we talked about this for years. We said whoever can bring us a home playoff game or, or, or and, and win a playoff game, we're going to build a statue of them outside of the goddamn Ford Field. I mean, Jared's not getting that statue yet. When the Brad Holmes, oh, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. Should yes, get yes. I mean, if they continue to, you know, like it's not, it's not a fluke here, not just one year. If they continue – to have success in the postseason and maybe one day go to the Super Bowl or maybe this year, whatever it is. But if they continue to get better every year or just play at a high level every year, um, why not? Yeah. Yes. But if it's kind of like – If you're Philadelphia or something like that, for example, no. I don't think yeah, I'll ever have could potentially get fired, right? But I think he, and he was in a Super Bowl last year, for example. Like stuff could change real fast. Ooh. You have to have the right coaches – to replace when you lose certain coordinators. The Lions right now are probably going to lose both coordinators. They both – Ben has six interviews right now, and AG has four. So those numbers could go up for both. I think AG could go up. I think Ben – I don't know how many big C's there are right now, but um, they're both in demand, and they're both – Dan Campbell said they should be number one on all teams. Like Dan Campbell thinks highly of both of them. Obviously, we saw what Ben did, and then we'll talk about what AG did here shortly. Yeah, but – but, as far as statue building, let's let's wait on that. You gotta win a Super Bowl first. See, well, once you win the Super Bowl, you get the documentary, you you, you get the statues, the banners, the obviously. The, you know, the, the thirty for thirty all great. I already named the ESPN. I want I want a little I want a little credit for that when you guys release that in thirty years. <laughs> and that should be called all great. I'm gonna go crazy, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my shits. I'm like Tyler called it. Tyler called it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's their it's their culture, and it's like the fans with it too like it's grit the city is grit the team is grit brad holmes and dan campbell the way they work is grit. everything about detroit and the team is all grit it's all hard work none of it is taking shortcuts like brad holmes could have went out and took any shortcut and traded picks for a stud right like a like a star during the deadline but he didn't those teams that did actually they're out of the playoffs except one the niners seattle traded for defense lineman they're out um philly was- for byard Really traded for Bayard. They're out. So making a move isn't always the right move. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is, and before we go, I would say, man, this is why Ben Johnson wanted to stay. This is why he wanted to stay one more year. He felt something special was happening. And we're yeah. seeing it. But let's go into this defense, man. Let's talk about this defense. I mean, I'll start it off really quickly. I mean, it wasn't the prettiest of performance, like right? Stafford had over 360 yards. Puka Nakua is a freaking stud. Like, we still have the same issues, and we knew it was going to just magically be fixed once the playoffs started, right? But at the end of the day, what Aaron Glenn was able to accomplish in this game and able to get it stopped and stopped to field goals ended up being very, very huge in this game. The Lions offense did exactly what they needed to do. They got the exact right amount of points. I mean, they won by one freaking point. So it was as close as it can get. Defense did what they had to do, man. Got big time stops, got pressure at the right time. You know, when the Rams were just on the cups of pretty much field goal range, probably going to take the lead if Brett Maher makes that field goal. You know, Aiden Hutchinson gets 
instant pressure, causes a hold, lines accept the penalty, and make it third and long and get them out of field goal range and then get a stop on, on third down. I mean, they did what they had to do. They came up in big opportunities. It, it was the perfect example of Ben don't break. We've heard that for many years, and it hasn't always looked the prettiest. This was like a good example of what Ben don't break could really be and just getting key stops when you really need to get them. You know, in the red zone, stopping them to only getting three points when you need that stop at the end of the game where the Rams are very close to taking the lead, you know, causing a holding penalty, getting pressure. They did what they had to do, man. It wasn't pretty, and this year will never be pretty just because of who they have out there. It's not it's not a finished product by any means, but they're doing what they got to do, and they're giving this team a chance to win games, and I thought that's exactly what they did on Sunday versus the Rams. They did enough to win this game, and that's really all you could ask for out of this defense. Um, yeah, so the red zone defense was what I was uh, mostly impressed with. Like the Rams got their yards, but when it came to the red zone, it was a dog. They, they struggled. Like it wasn't one, two, three for them. Um, the Lions made them work for it. And they actually had a couple of field goals. When you hold teams to field goals instead of touchdowns with this defense, it's kind of like a bend, but don't break. And that's kind of what they did. Bend, but didn't break. They, they played good red zone defense. Um, and, the Lions still haven't had a rusher that's rushed, I think, over 70 yards on them yet this year. Yeah, which is true. Uh, the run defense was, you know, we thought it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. We've seen them play a lot better. But the Rams' front um, is physical. They're built for that power run game that they ran at us. And their backs are physical. They're not the biggest backs, but they're hard to bring down. They run with power. So... I was I was impressed. You know, you you want to see the DBs a little, maybe not get burnt. We still that's still an issue, like straight up getting burned one on one. Whether it's Vildor, whether it's Sutton, whether it's Kirby, whether it's whoever it is, seems like no one could cover one on one's team except Branch. Branch is your best DB. I think that's fair to say, right? Best cover DB cover if he's DB. playing well too. But one thing I don't like though is the way they switch. So an LA took advantage of this. And they so the Lions communication was really good, but I noticed that what LA was trying to do is trying to get a safety or a linebacker on Puka or Cup. And what we would see is we would see Cam and Kirby switch. Cam would go play safety because they bring him in motion. That that's the Lions' rules. Cam goes to safety and Kirby comes down at corner. And then you see the Rams go right at Kirby. Kirby is not really a cover guy, but the Lions don't have anyone right now. So they're kind of stuck with this personnel. Like you're not just actually going to get someone to play out there. It's, it's right. what they have. So the Rams took advantage of that, and I, I expect the the Bucks to do the same thing. I mean, we saw we've seen teams do this every week to us, and you just got to play better in coverage. It's easier said than done because Cam's playing hurt. You know, Vildor's guy off a of practice squad. Kirby is more of a safety, not really a cover guy, and CJ is kind of still working back. I don't think he's fully there yet. It's it's what you got. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, man. Um, the, the, you got you guys talk. People talk about how this is a bend but don't break defense. I think that's what they showed last game. Um, I I I I'm gonna have to a little bit disagree as far as what you said about the running game. Um, the defense they they, they I think they did a great job. I mean, they, they gave up a total of what sixty nine yards um between both running backs. They did they did what they had to do, and that's what they did all year. All year they've been pretty much limiting these running backs to to minimal yards and um when you're able to do that it, it does make things a little bit easier but i think as far as the big plays giving up big plays i think that's what's going to eventually bite us in the ass because we're giving up way too many um big plays and it, it, it seems like it's happening at least once a game where we're giving up these big plays um to these receivers and, and having these receivers having their biggest days when they go against the Lions, like it's like it's coming to a point that it's like if you're a star receiver and you have the Lions circling your kind of, on your schedule, and I was like, okay, uh, I think I'm gonna have my best game today <laughs> because that's what that's what's happening right now. We have no guys to cover these guys, and that's that's what it seems like. No matter who, even no matter who we put on on anybody, I think like Brian Branch is our best guy. He's our he's the only guy that that right now can give us hope of getting a PBU or something right now, but. Everybody else is a disaster. This is a walking, a walking touchdown. Or, or, or this, 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 this is really bad as far as the quarters. Now uh, they're running. As far as them stopping a run, I think it's great. Uh, I, I'm glad that they have some type of identity. That this is a team that all right, we're going to stop the run. 
that that's 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 a positive that we can say that we can do. No matter who we play, we're gonna stop the run. But I just I think they just have to find a way to limit these these explosive plays, these big plays, because this is the game alone we give up like three, two or two or three, two two or three explosive plays. Um, no, I'll say probably four explosive plays. I mean, it always seemed like every it's time people caught the ball. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a tackling too. It's like once you give the big play, just get them down right away at least. It's like then they miss a tackle and the guy just runs for another yeah. twenty more yards. We get we get one with two two out. Well, he got he caught a right. pass. It was good coverage. I mean, but I mean, shit. I mean, that was the best he could do. But you know, he still caught the ball, exposed to play touchdown. And then uh, Puka, <laughs> I'm talking about he completely murdered Camp Sutton in that 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 play. Camp Sutton. I mean, he had Camp Sutton lost. <laughs> completely lost from the, the, the from the line of scrimmage. The moment they said hike, he was lost. It reminded me of a, it gave me flashbacks of Jeff Okuda, man. It was that bad. The problem is with Cam though, like we saw at the beginning of there, he was good. And then once he, that injury popped up, he hasn't been the same. But the problem is the Lions don't have anyone to replace him with. They so don't. they just they Gilmore is they like Gilmore a lot, but they're working on his weight. He's he's small, he's a small corner. They don't want to kill his confidence either. But yeah. I mean, this, this, this is the best we have right now. I get it. It's what you got. You, you know, you, you just I, hope that your guy makes a play, your pass rush comes alive, maybe a blitz gets a stop. I mean, AG is you could tell AG is doing his best. He's doing everything yeah. possible, and he's giving this team a chance. He, he, I mean, he's he's blitzing he different guys, you know, he's he's trying to mix up his coverages. Like I said, sometimes they switch and the switch is not always in their favor. But um, yeah, no, I have no complaints of AJ. A positive is though. One positive is the the secondary communication while we we're at the game. I mean, it was super loud in there, and I didn't really see miscues with communication on Sunday, which we've seen in the past. Seems like those are yeah. I don't want to say fixed, but seems like fixed. They're fixed, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's not communication issues. It's not. No, a, it's just it's guys not, getting it's, beat. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Just a, seeing their technique, you know. It's it's not an AG issue. It's the talent. guys we have. It's a talent issue. Um, yeah. We just don't have that guy. We don't have a guy who. And we just been talking about this for weeks. We don't have a guy, and especially to cover, um, these elites, these good. You got two more coming up. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, but I think I mean just stay the course. I mean, you could do what you could do, man. Stop the run and force them to one dimensional, and just see what happens. I guess. So I don't know if you saw CJ. He they were talking about last week. Are these the best wide receivers you guys have seen? This was like, yeah, but those guys with the Bucks are good too. But their quarterback. He kind of like took a shot at Baker. Baker. He didn't know he was going to play him. So I bet you the Bucks are going to use that as a motivation, motivation, bullets, bulletin whatever board. you want to call yeah. it. But CJ Gardner doesn't give a fuck. He's going to talk his shit. He doesn't care if you use it as bulletin board. He doesn't care. Um, and I think I agree with him too. Like Baker, he makes some good throws, but then sometimes it's like, what the fuck was that throw? Like, yeah. And we'll talk about the Bucks in a little bit, but yeah. I, you know, we've always said this. I've said this from. The preseason to training camp to the after the draft, the identity of this team is never going to be the defense. The this the 2023 2024 alliance is never going to be known for their defense. I agree, it's just get enough stops, stop the three enough times, and let your offense work. If you're going to win games, it's going to come from your offense. And the offense wasn't the prettiest, but they did what they had to do. They got they got the job done, got three touchdowns back to back to back to start the game. Now they stalled out a little bit in the second half, but you know that that that's how they're going to win their games. The defense just can't be terrible. They have to just be average to like a little below average. And honestly, pretty much all year, outside of a couple handful of games, they've done that. And that's a big credit to Aaron Glenn. I mean, they they I, I think it's more of a personnel issue than an Aaron Glenn issue. They they are. Just, I agree. It's this is not a finished product. Like Brad Holmes still has a lot of work to do with this defense. I think the offense. Is if it's, it's pretty much damn near there, it's pretty much finished. The defense still has a lot of moving piece to go. This is not the finished product, and I, I think that's where their limitations are. I don't think it's a, a coaching issue. I think it really just comes down to the guys you got in the field out there right now. You are still missing some some pieces out there on defense. And they did lose one guy they thought was going to contribute a lot, obviously in Mosley, which kind For of sucked. Sure. But um, I do want to make up one player though. I think he's playing the best ball he's played while he's been aligned the last few games. It's Aiden Hutchinson. Especially on uh, last, I mean, on Sunday, he had 23 pass steps, nine pressures, two sacks, 39.1 pressure percentage. I mean, the guy, he's really stepped up his game 
he's getting better and you can kind of you know when it starts to click like we say that third year click i think it's actually clicking like at the end of the second year he's he's got going over the last few weeks and he played his best game last week in my opinion against a really good right tackle and rob havenstein he gave him issues right and from a guy like aiden and you, any of your elite guys any elite address you're talking about is like go make me a play go give me a play and Aiden gave me the play that I needed at the end of the game. It's third and long, and or it's the, it's like third and like medium, right? And they're very close to getting a field goal. They just got to go get a couple of yards. Aiden, go make a play. Go get a sack. Go get a pressure. Go go cause the incomplete pass or like that. That's what Aiden did, man. Aiden caused the holding call. He he got fucking choke slammed to the ground because he was about to he was going to kill Stafford on that play. Like go make me a play, ninety-seven, and that's what ninety-seven did. You know he he. he Got the holding call, made it third and long, got him out of field goal range. Then they got the stop after. Now, could have been a holding, could have been a pass interference. Yeah, probably could have been, but we don't care. Um, but to be fair, though, the refs, I think the refs let him play in this yeah. game. There was a lot of calls they missed also on the line side, so I'm not bringing the refs in it. No, um, this is not a game that was decided. For example, on. the Taylor Decker thing, you that know, was like close. that was points a, for the Lions. That's a first down. The Lions were basically like midfield. They probably would have at least had three there. So. I mean, I, I'm wrong. not bringing in Ravs because at the end of the day, it's execution. And the Rams didn't execute and the Lions did. Right. And at the end of the day, I think the Lions, I mean, you say three, I think they get a touchdown. That's when they were rolling back-to-back-to-back touchdowns. But, yeah, at least three points for sure. And speaking of three points, I know we talked about Aiden Hutchinson. Michael Badgley, man, coming to play, man. Four-yarder. We, had this kick, we had the kicking issue all year, man. And I'm not saying it's fixed right now, but Honey Badger – Come around he delivered when game. we needed him. He delivered when we needed him. 54 yards. And people were running. I'm like, they're, they're scared. I'm like, I don't know, man. I have, a, I have a gut feeling. Go send him out there. Let's, let's see. What I didn't think it was 54 in that moment, honestly. I thought it was more like yeah, uh, I, I didn't know it was 54 either, man. If I did, I had my I would have had my eyes closed. I thought it was more like 49 to 50. That's what I thought it was. I saw after so 54. Like, oh shit, that was 54. <laughs> but um, shout out to Michael Badgley, man. You know, still having the trust by the staff. He's missed a couple extra points, and you know, he you know he hasn't been the greatest, but coming up when they really needed it, and those points ended up being very, very vital. I mean, the Lions won by one game, so you needed every single point you can get. And that field goal was absolutely huge. Because not only do you make the field goal and get the three points, because if you miss that field goal, you're giving Stafford and the Rams beautiful field position. You know, you're damn near a midfield already. So making that field yeah. goal was huge for him and for this team. Sure. So shout out to Michael Badgley. Yes, sir. All right. Let's get into the oopsie doopsie and baller of the week. All right. Oopsie doopsie of the week. This is not going to be a, a popular one. And hopefully she doesn't hear this. <laughs> if you guys already got the hint. Oh, no. I'm sick of her, dude. Kelly Stafford was just, she was too much for me this week. I, I respect her. I respect her. Um, she's gone through a lot. But my goodness, man, you, you, Malcolm, you said this to me, like she should understand this. And I thought she would, dude. Come on, man. Like, like, like you're going to get booed. You're the opposing team. It is what it is. It's football. We are passionate fans. I don't know, man. For me, it's a simple answer. I like that. You could draw whatever conclusion you want to want. She's my stupid week. Can I tell you, whoever's on that ranching didn't matter who it was or part of that Rams team. If they went on the field, they were going to get booed. Right. Doesn't matter who you were. Sean McVay said he walked out of the tunnel and he heard booze. He said he already knew this was going to be an electric atmosphere. Man, like Sean McVay said it hour before a game, he walked out of the tunnel and they were like destroying him with the booze. I mean, what do you expect? This is the fucking playoffs, bro. Yeah. Like we see, we've seen the regular the playoffs another level. Detroit's first playoff game, and then everyone a little, I don't want to say hammered, but you know, people tipsy. are still buzzing, a little tipsy for the most part because they were out tailgating and drinking and whatnot. It's a playoff game. It's Detroit's first playoff game. They're not gonna congratulations, Sean. Congrats, yeah. Stafford. You're you're here. Like, no. Yeah, Boo. exactly. Boo. And, and just like I the not understanding that is, is what just kind of annoyed me, man. Like it, there's nothing personal to it, man. It, it, it's football. We're trying to get in your it's head. Business. It's, yeah. it's business as what, usual. What I was trying to explain to you before is when I was saying that uh Kelly shouldn't bring the girls to the game, and, and this is why. And this whole thing, this, this is the reason why. Because what she, what, what Kelly's kind of, is kind of saying is that the girls, they're used to rooting for the Lions and the Rams at home. So when they're at home, they're watching Lions games, they're rooting for the Lions, they're rooting for the Rams, whatever, whatever. whatever. So now they're coming to this atmosphere with, with, with Kelly, and they're, they're too young to understand that this is football. They're getting booed. 
<laughs> the thing is, they don't know that. Oh, they're they're booing us. Like they just feel. Yeah, we're not booing them directly, but yeah, as a unit, they're they're getting booed. And then that, that that's the whole thing, right? They're they're and they're too young to understand it. That's why I said, uh, maybe this is a game they probably keep them home. They probably shouldn't do that. They bring bring them out there because yeah, you don't want to see. First of all, see your dad get booed or or you get booed or your mother get booed. It's maybe you're four or five years old. You just don't want to do that. And these are little girls that they're they're just confused now. Like, oh wow, we're getting booed. <laughs> that, that that's the whole thing. Now I was bringing up last time, man, with, with, with killing the kids. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just kind of seems like you're a touch out of it. Like, I feel like for how long they've been in the business, like that's something you should just understand. Like, especially being here, like you know, we boo the opposing team. Like, we love them. We, we're gonna always respect Matthew, but like. Not on Sunday though. He wasn't he's, respected on Sunday. Yeah, I get that. That's what. That's why I said that she should not have brought the kids. Yeah, and no, even if she brought the kids, I, even if she brought the kids, she should have. She should have knew what was going to happen. I think she, she didn't know. Should have. She 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 does know, but does the kids know? They're four or five years old. I mean, that, four, you they, have to explain not, it to them, bro. You're in a four, football game with grown ass men. Bro, like this is bro, not. A they're kids four. Game. They're four and five. They do not get it. You can explain to them a thousand times. I have kids, trust me. They not gonna, you can tell a four or five year old, oh, get, prepare yourself, we're gonna get booed, but they still love us. You get, they're gonna be like, okay, we gonna tell them they're four or five years old. Well, that's what I'm saying. Kids. She seems like she's a touch out of it. Like, how'd she not expect that? I, I mean, I don't know. That's why I said we <laughs> should have left them anyway. We'll the hell, bro, you know what? Like we said earlier, this is not about them, this is about us. Yeah, but yeah. long story short, oops, oops the week is Kelly's death. So my Kelly. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just 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 being for so out of touch with everything, it, it just it annoyed me at the end of the day. I don't know what it was. I mean, come on, man. Uh, um, okay, and, and uh, the honorary one, it's gonna be this for every week for a while. It's still fuck Brad Allen. All right, yeah, go ahead, yeah let's go, man. Go, go ahead, Peter. <laughs> All right, um, so I have five people. I'm not gonna give it to five, but I just want to name five people that are that five? deserve this award. Five that deserve this award. Go one, one. The last one is going to be the ball of the week, but one is Brad Holmes. Just what he's done um, with this team and the depth he's built. They've had injuries this year, right? And they've been okay. Like, they've gotten by. Okay? Two is Dan Campbell. The way that he made his in-game decisions was, you know, was unreal. Three is uh, Amon Ra St. Brown. They, they couldn't cover him. Doesn't matter who you put on him. You want to put a linebacker on him. You want to put a corner, a different corner. Whoever was on him could cover him. Four is Aiden Hutchinson. We talked about him. He was unblockable. But the but the baller of the week is our quarterback Jared Goff. Um, he was he was damn near perfect. He was uh, where is it? Fuck, I had a stats right here. He was twenty two of twenty seven, five in completions. One was a drop. Um, he had that stupid one he threw out. He threw behind him. But he had 277, 277 yards, one touchdown, and the run game wasn't either even the best. They had 25 carries for 79 yards, and he still balled out. I mean, he was making the right reads. He even manipulated. He even made. He even threw some guys open. Me and Malcolm's are like, wow, what a throw by Goff. A couple of times, like, he threw that guy open. Um, he executed the offense perfectly, made the right reads, made the right adjustments. And obviously, man, he brought the Lions the first – playoff winner the most important position on the field is the quarterback that's why i gave it to him shout out to jg hopefully giving us another one this sunday let's go yeah for sure all right to you agree up, with all five of them i do and i agree with jared goff getting the, the end of it the main one so i do all right let's do a little mini bucks preview and then we'll get out of here so obviously the Lions have played this team already they picked up a win week six i believe it was 20 to 6 in tampa bay malcolm you were in that game it was in tampa bay it was damn near a home game um i guess what you guys is just quick thoughts in that game you know getting the buccaneers at home start off with you peter what's your quick thoughts on getting the bucks at home? quick thoughts once i thought about the bucks i don't i don't i'm not really scared about their blitzing because we've seen the defense before we we've kind of with flores too jerry goff has been good with that with the blitzing of the linebackers I'm more scared about the run offense. They they struggled to run the ball against LA a little. Um, when you look at all the numbers, and when they played the Bucks last last uh, time they played them, they couldn't run the ball. But obviously Gibbs Gibbs was out, and then Monty got hurt in that game. But the Bucks' strength on their defense is their run defense. You got Big Vita Bay up there. You got those linebackers, Devin White, Levante David, Klajic Kansi is playing well for them. Um, so try to run the ball, get the run game going. And then off that, obviously, do whatever the hell you want to do. But 
that's that's my thing, just being able to run the ball. And then those receivers, Godwin, Evans, and even Trey Palmer. Is it Palmer? That is yeah, Trey Palmer. Yeah, the speed. That, that, yeah, so, I mean, they got their hands full. So um, that's that's my thing, though, is just those receivers and getting the run game going. Yeah, I mean, my quick thoughts on the Buccaneers, high flyers. I mean, they are an electric team. They kind of remind me of the Detroit Lions a little bit, like having that gritty mentality, stopping the run. Like that seems like their first mentality is stopping that run, and you're not going to let your running backs have big days. But, you know, the last time they played, it it was exactly that type of game. It was gritty. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have improved a lot since that game as well. I mean, they have great weapons, like you mentioned, with Evans and Godwin. Those are going to be – Definitely something to keep an eye out for with with our DB play, especially. But it, it should be a good game. Like I don't think it's a gimme by any means. It's the playoffs in the day. There is no gimmies. Like every game is going to be physical. Every game is going to be tough. But I feel good. You're another home playoff game. It's a team you've played before. It's a team you beat in the past. But I wouldn't just I guess have that thought that hey, we got a nine win team. This is going to be a gimme. We're going to, we're going to kill them like that. That's not going to happen. Like that barely happens in the playoffs and let alone, you know, just in in the NFL in general. Right. So it's going to be a tough game. They got some playmakers. And I felt like even in that game, we rewatched a little bit when we played in week six, like the Buccaneers had a couple plays where they just missed it. And that could have been big plays and they just missed it. And the Lions kind of escaped with it. So correcting those mistakes, getting better offensively, getting some more pieces back. Like Pierce said, getting Monty in that game fully, Getting Gabe's back activated, that, that's going to be big for this Lions offense. And having Jonah. Jonah didn't play in that game either. So you have a lot more guys in this game than you did in that week six game. So can't wait, man. It's going to be an electric game, electric atmosphere at Ford Field. Again, One thing I do want to say, though, in that game, Baker was off. Baker was not really off last night. Baker was firing. So maybe AG could just could get him off his game again. You never know. But I expect Baker to play better than he played last time when we played them. For sure. Yeah. Um. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not really too worried about the um Buccaneers. I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. Um, but I think we shouldn't um take them lightly, if I could say. So uh, I'm gonna say that we're a better team. And we look at the team that we played them last time. Um we we kind of they had some plays that they missed, but we blew them out. It was 26. Um we we had to control the entire game with you know limited guys that, that were not on the field. And I think defensively we played a different solid defense. I think the defense that they seemed when we play them in Tampa, it's going to be a totally different defense when they see us in in Detroit. At the at the AG involved as a play caller, um, involved as a as far as the scheme as well, um, as far as putting pressure on the quarterback. That game, I don't think we were able to put much pressure on Baker Mayfield that game either. Um, but we still came out with the win, and we're still able to, um, you know, help hold them without a touchdown. But I think this game, I think, is going to be a different. It's a different team that they're going to be facing. I think defensively they're better. The lines are better defensively, even though we do give up a lot of plays because our corners are those guys. I mean, they they are they are who they are. I think we're able to put pressure more on quarterbacks now, and that's something that Baker didn't see last time. And um, I just think we're a better team, man. I I, I think we we should be able to handle business. They just got to go out there and play like like how they played last week, for sure. And that was Goff's. One of my favorite performances in me in a Detroit line. He was a fish in that game with no yeah. running game, missing a key offensive lineman. He went 30 for 44, 353 yards, two touchdowns, and got that win in Tampa Bay. That's I how mean, you that, back. Yeah, that, that's impressive, man. He put the team on his back on that game. So we'll see what happens. We'll have a big, longer preview later on in the week, so you guys can stay tuned for that. But, guys, it's the divisional round. You got another one. And not only another playoff game for the Detroit Lions, another home playoff game for the Detroit Lions. Enjoy, y'all. You don't know when you'll be back. I mean, it, it, it's the NFL. There is no promises the next day in the NFL. So enjoy this moment that you have right now. Like, because you never know when you're going to be back. I mean, it's been 32 years before that moment, you know, you got on Sunday. So enjoy everything you got in front of you right now. It's going to be an, a lit atmosphere on Sunday. It's going to be an amazing. It's just, everything's amazing, dude. Everything's it's going to be route, Tyler. It's going to be a level up than it was last week. This and, week. Yeah. I mean, it's the stakes are higher, right? Right. Um, you, you have win a chance this to game, punch your ticket you go to the NFC championship. championship. Whether it's here or Green Bay, we'll see. Or, or here, or I'm sorry, here or San Francisco, we'll see. Um, but it's like Campbell said, doesn't matter where we'll play you, we'll show up and play you wherever it is. And it doesn't get any better than this, so enjoy it. So yeah. with that being said, hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys, like Tyler said, I'll see you later in the week to preview the Bucks. I'm out.
Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm. You're and I'm out, man. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.